A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia. Near the end of 2020, I interviewed several moms to ask them how they've been handling stress while sheltering in place with their children. Today's guest Samantha is running an online business with her husband together called RecipeThis.com while taking care of their children at home. When she signed up to be a guest. She shared with me that actually she had a stroke during her birth, which caused a type of epilepsy. Because of this, she gets blind attacks if she does not have good sleep for too long. This condition makes her very cautious about her sleeping patterns. Even though she did not talk about sleep too much in the show, but her life story is quite inspiring. Let's find out more together. Welcome, Samantha, to Deep Into Sleep podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so great to have you. I know we are in different countries, and this is great that we can connect because I am doing a series of episodes talking about how moms handle challenges in life, especially in this difficult year. So,、uh, Samantha, how about you introduce yourself to our audience a little bit? Okay, my name is Samantha Milner. I'm a full-time food blogger with my husband Dominic, and we currently reside in Portugal, even though we're British-born. And we have three children. We have Kyle, who's nineteen and in college, and then we have Sophia, who is six, and we have George, who's four. Wow. A mom of three children, and、uh, they are all in different、uh, life stage. Sounds like. Yes, they are. Our youngest two are in preschool, while our eldest is in college. But it means that I've got a free babysitter. <laughs> I I like that attitude to to really you know <laughs> use this situation and see some positivities in that. That's really cool. So for you,、uh, mom of three and this big age gap between your childrens, what do you find is the biggest challenges this year for you? Um, this year um has been more. Getting through the work versus family balance,、mm-hmm. because when COVID first started, or when everybody kind of went back down into lockdown, I kind of said to my husband, because I'm a bit of a workaholic anyway, instead of having our normal holidays and stuff that we'll have this year, let's just work really hard and grow our business and take it to the next level. So we were expecting kind of COVID not to have lasted for as long as it has, and I'm shattered <laughs> because I've overdone things. I think、uh, I've, I've worked more than I would normally work, but the balance has still been okay because I would work a few long days and then have a few days off with the kids, and then my husband would do the same because we've always had this kind of balance going where before this year. 
I would work a week and then he would work a week and then the other person would be looking after the kids because it's very different education system here in Portugal to what you you're probably used to um they don't start preschool until the four or sometimes even older than that so it means it was actually George's first time starting starting preschool in September just gone and Sophia was in her first full year when the pandemic started so she'd only actually been away from home from being with us all day from the September and then in the March they closed the schools down so we we were used to how it is now uh, before you know so we kind of got used to just having one child at home and then we just went back to two so it didn't feel like that much of um, a change in our lifestyle compared to I know we've got lots of friends that have got 10 year old kids and they're homeschooling them right now and not having a clue what to do you know it's it's different for us yeah I see I see so this year are you able to find some time for yourself in this kind of challenge because I know a lot of moms mentioned to me before that they are not able to have their own personal time until very late at the night and then they they won't enjoy their personal time so they don't want to go to bed early and in which interfere with their sleep i'm wondering what that's like for you yeah i'm probably just as bad as those um i'm probably worse in fact because i'll kind of get the kids to bed at about half seven eight o'clock And then because I'm running a blogging business and a lot of my readership is in America, it's then going into our busy time. So I'm often stuck on social media uh, for a few hours. So I do not get any personal time at the moment. I think the closest I get to personal time is taking the dog for a run, (laughs) unfortunately. Wow. That's tough. So you've been working, 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 and then either work or taking care of the kids and for your personal time, possibly only the dog walking time. That's not a lot. Yeah. I think, I think that's about it at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the kids even follow me when I go into the shower, they come in with me. (laughs) 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 They always do. (laughs) And they haven't grown out of that habit yet. Well, my 19 year old doesn't shower with me. So at least I've got that. But yeah, because of their ages, they're kind of four and six. So they still follow me around everywhere. Probably my only personal time is when I'm chatting to you. Oh, (laughs) um, yeah because they're in the house of the dad but I really don't I really don't mind and I know come Christmas time I will get some personal time and I've always had my personal time um when it's the school holidays I've always kind of worked during term time and then had the breaks off um but with um COVID this year we didn't have any vacations and you know so I'm I'm at the point now where I, I need to relax. You know, it'd be nice to have a Christmas break. Normally I would get a break. I mean, um, we would normally go traveling, you know, and with COVID, none of that's kind of happening at the moment. But I'm making sure that I'm getting a good um, eight to nine hours sleep a night to make up for it. Oh, that's great. How did you do that? How did you manage all this life challenges, stress, work, balance work-life balance and still manage to get 
decent amount of sleep per night. With what time I have to be up with with the kids in the morning, I kind of make sure that I'm heading to bed kind of half 10, 11 o'clock. And then um, depending on the day it is, I'm normally up at either somewhere between quarter to seven and quarter past seven in the morning. So it's not too bad there. Um, I remember being really tired and not getting a sleep in for about three weeks. And I think I'd been on six hours sleep a night. My husband's really, really kind and always lets me have a sleep in on a weekend and gets up with the kids. I remember on that particular morning, I think I'd slept in till 10 a.m. And my mother was on the phone and she was like, what, she's still in bed? (laughs) But every now and again, it's nice to have a catch up, isn't it? Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you definitely had moments, did not sleep enough. You realize that you catch up a lot and then you start adjusting it. That's amazing. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. So now we are at the end of the year. If you could go back to the earlier this year when COVID just started happening, what would you tell yourself? Um. It's going to last a lot longer than I thought it was, <laughs> to be honest, because I think we all expected it to be over within two or three months, didn't we? Uh-huh. That when we were planning for things, I was kind of thinking to myself, right, I don't get a break over Easter, but at least I should be able to go on vacation in June or maybe July. And then it's like uh, December and I haven't had one yet. And I think I remember thinking to myself in July, oh, we'll take the children away for Christmas. <laughs> and it's still going on now. But yeah, uh, probably not to work as hard and be so obsessed. But at the same time, my business has grown while I have been working harder. So, you know, it also means that next year we could have a nicer holiday that we wouldn't have been able to afford this year. You know, so I've still got, I'm still looking to the future in that kind of sense. That's great. You're always build up hope and look into the future and also like congratulations that when you put in hard work your business grows that's that's great that's awesome thank you I was just um, obviously it's just been uh, Thanksgiving in the United States you know it was just a couple of weeks ago now it feels like it was only yesterday (laughs) and I remember looking at my analytics and I think visitors to our site has doubled since Thanksgiving of last year so you know it has it is coming along and it's nice to see it see it growing and that the effort you're actually putting is is worth it right and um, the benefit of being a food blogger is that my children are always in the kitchen with me when I'm testing new recipes so I would also say that one of the other big benefits of this year is how much cooking skills they actually have in, compared to this time last year. That's really cool. Actually, I do want to ask you more about your food blogger because now the first half of the year, my self-care was gardening. Second half of the year, my self-care is cooking. Now I'm trying new recipes and I would love to read your blog. What's the name of your food blog? It's called Recipe This. Uh, You can find it at RecipeThis.com. And it focuses around teaching people how to cook with kitchen gadgets. So lots of air fryer, instant pot, slow cooker, soup maker. Wonderful. I I just bought an air fryer, but I don't know how to use it quite well. Oh, it's fantastic. And we've got about 450 air fryer recipes. Wow. 
That's so cool. Do you enjoy cooking? Do you find yourself very relaxing while you are doing your food blog and trying new recipes? Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, it's like we started it five years ago, and I still feel like I'm in the honeymoon phase. I, it doesn't feel like a day job. I've always found that I find it, and it's just um, nice to chill out and to cook. So you are really turning something you enjoy to your job. Oh yeah.、Um, before we were food bloggers. Me and my husband used to manage blogs for other people, and you know the people that we worked with weren't always that nice, or we would give them ideas of what they should be doing to make more money, and they just never listened to us.、Oh. Uh, so me and my husband said we might as well just do it ourselves.、And、so we、uh, we kind of left that kind of area and kind of just work full time together now and. Like I say, have done for five years, and it'd be strange now to do something different, right? And both of you working on this together as entrepreneurs sounds like that's wonderful, and you can make a living and with no problem. Yeah, definitely.、Uh, I mean, my husband—he used to be a chef, so it makes it even better to be in the food <laughs> blogging industry together. Because、Perfect. then I can say to him,、uh, "Does this sound right?" And he he can actually give the professional opinion,、uh, which is wonderful, you know. Yeah. And best of all, I'm partially sighted, and I am so slow when it comes to doing、uh, preparation. So he, he can just come in the kitchen, and it's amazing how quickly he can peel and chop some carrots for me. <laughs> so they are very, very fast when it comes to preparation. That's wonderful. You guys are perfect team together for this. We are. We are. He's more the advisory and the technical, whereas I'm writing up the blog posts.、Um, obviously, I'm the one doing any PR that needs doing. He's kind of more the back end of it. But there's a lot of back end to do, and it's like a lot of bloggers are always complaining about how long it takes to. Load up blog posts onto WordPress or whatever blog platform they're using, and he does all that for me. So I just hand him a, a document in Microsoft Word, and he changes it from being a, a small document into being a recipe on the internet. So it's、um, it's a great double team effort. Yeah, definitely. And you are able to manage family life while working in the kitchen. I assume your children sometimes are there. With you guys, or watching you guys do it, and they can find peers for them. Actually, yes.、Um, up until、um, our daughter starting preschool in September、uh, last year, it was always myself, and my husband, and the two small children in the kitchen with me. George, he's four years old, and he can cook better than I could cook when I was nineteen. He is just amazing in the kitchen because. Like they say, the child's mind's a sponge, and it's amazing what they pick up on and what they learn while they're watching you. He was conceived the month that we started the blog, so if you think that as soon as he was born, he'd been put in a baby carrier, he'd be in my arms,、uh, and he'd be there as I'm doing recipes or as I'm taking photos or whatever. So he's always he's always been there. So it's strange now that when they're in preschool. To actually do a recipe without George there because he's like 
he's like a little Gordon Ramsay. He's like absolutely obsessed with cooking. He will not let me stir food. He won't let me shake the air fryer basket. He has to turn the buttons on on the air fryer. Um, he has to make things. He's always sleeves rolled up in a bowl of whatever's going on. And it's just, he probably spends more time obsessing over food than he does playing with his cars, which for a boy is kind of quite strange to say that, you know. Uh absolutely obsessed with cooking and the other thing which I think a lot of mums can relate to is he is not fussy with food whatsoever I think the only food he will not eat but he'll still try it is avocado and he'll eat pretty much everything else you know he's got no issues against vegetables a lot of grown-ups get fussy when it comes to things like rabbit and lamb saying, oh, I'm not eating that. That's a that's too cute to eat or whatever. He'll eat it. You know, oh. he's just got no fussiness. I noticed that kids, when they're um, introduced to vegetables and they see it growing or they prepare it themselves, they will eat it. And it's just, I think that's the best thing that's come out of all this, out of the blog, is watching what he cooks and eats. Wow. Sounds like if the children watch it, kind of know where it comes from, how it is prepared and how you are doing that, actually to encourage them to try the food, to not be too picky. Because I know that's such a popular problem a lot of parents are facing. Their children are very picky. They don't want to eat this. They refuse to eat that. But you don't have that struggle. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't have that struggle. The only struggle I have in that department is the fact that my oldest son is allergic to nuts. So Mm. that can be hard work because Portugal is very much uh, built on the Mediterranean diet and nuts is a big part of the diet, Um, you know, so that can be difficult. But none of my kids are fussy eaters and my husband's not a fussy eater that much. A few food allergies, but that's the only problem we have. But We cook from scratch every day, so it's never a problem for us. Yeah, I definitely find myself cooking food or figuring out what food to prepare and to eat. That's a very good way to take care of ourselves. I try not to eat too much takeout from restaurants this year. I feel like cooking yourself, you can make sure it's clean, it's healthy. It just needs some time. You just need time to learn. But once you learn, you are familiar with that. It actually can be faster, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, and especially with the having the air fryer as well. I think the air fryer is fantastic because you can kind of throw a whole chicken in there with a little bit of olive oil and seasoning and you've got a roast chicken. And it's so much cheaper than going out and buying a rotisserie chicken down at Walmart. Of course, we use the Instant Pot a lot as well. So we can just throw in some vegetables in there and you've got roast chicken and vegetables for dinner. It's just simple. It's not much effort either. Great. I have to read your blog and learn how to use my kitchen stuff. I have all those in my kitchen. I just don't know how to use them very well. That's really cool. Good to know. So. Near the end of our show, what is the last wisdom you have to all these other mothers who are listening, who may be busy at their work or who may be also entrepreneurs with children at home uh, who are struggling somewhat? Anything you want to say to them? 
Well, for me, I used to have a very different uh, lifestyle many years ago. When Kyle was a baby, I was working long hours away from the home and I was eating a lot of processed foods. I noticed the biggest problem um, with Kyle is he seemed very hyperactive at that age compared to what he was when we moved to Portugal. And I put it all down to the fact that he wasn't getting enough sleep and he was eating processed foods. So if there's one thing that I I wish I could go back and do, it would be to use more of the kitchen gadgets back then and make sure he got to bed at a reasonable hour, even though I was working long hours. So I think a lot of it comes down to the balance of eating healthy and getting enough sleep. Yes, definitely. That's so important. What we put in our body and how we respect what our body needs sleep-wise, nutrition-wise, that can make a huge difference to us. Like you mentioned, uh, your your child, the, the hyperactivity, and sometimes, yes, sleep is a big part of that. Definitely going to check out your website. And uh, I will put your website on the show note also. So people uh, listen to our show will know your website. And if they want, they can check it out. I definitely going to go there to learn some recipes I can use every day. Thank you very much, Samantha, for coming to the show today. Thank you very much for having me. So talking about self-care in 2020, the best thing I have done is to upgrade my kitchen gadgets and learn how to cook efficiently. So after the interview, Samantha shared a lot of great recipes from their website, which I will put on our show note at deepintosleep.co. If you want to find more about their website, their recipes, what they are offering on their food blog, you can go to their website at recipethis.com. If there's anything in this episode you find really helpful and you really like it, please feel free to leave me a message and let me know. I'm very happy to have you with me today in Deep Into Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Ishan. I will see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk. And our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed. Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co forward slash insomnia.